Bush and Ritchie here with your daily takeaway podcast. Uh, and as is so wisely said uh, in The Lion King, the circle of life, uh, I, I discovered it uh, last night. You remember I told you about a week ago uh, about the puncture that I'd oh, suffered yeah. on my bike and I realised I hadn't remembered how to do this kind of thing. Well, a week of non-cycling has gone on. I've decided, right, better fix this myself. So last night, amid much swearing uh, and a good couple of hours, certainly at least one hour longer than it should have taken, <laughs> I changed the puncture and uh, changed the wheel on my bike. Hey, good on you. Here's the circle of life, right? Um, I think I must have done 15 FaceTime calls with my 18-year-old son. Asking for... He's the man about this. He's the man, yeah. (laughs) He was... You could see him just like sat there on his Xbox just rolling his eyes every time this phone had gone, what now? How come you're still on that bit? (laughs) What are you doing? Doesn't take that long. Just be harder with it, man. (laughs) Just... I was like... How's it come to this? Here I am, mid forties, calling my eighteen-year-old about how to change a tire. I, did you have to do the bit with the um, the inner tube in the little uh, the bucket of water, or did you just get rid of the inner tube, start again? No, no, no. I I did the inner tube uh, in the kitchen sink, actually. Brilliant. Yeah, it's a different way of doing got it. Got a few looks. <laughs> um, also discovered that um, back 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 as a kid. I had a China graph pencil because, like, you were at school doing graphic design and all that kind of stuff. Now, how do you mark up a puncture? I see it. Well, where have all the China graph pencils gone? <laughs> That's like another... Another Paula Cole song. Paula Cole song. Uh, anyway, moral of the story is, uh, I think next time I'm just going to buy a new inner tube. This is The Daily Takeaway. Here we are then, hyped up for a brand new week. Richie is bursting with train-based knowledge <laughs> from his busman's holiday yesterday. Yes. Spent the weekend at the... Na- well, not the whole weekend, but at the National Railway Museum. Oh. Like a pig in you-know-what. Oh, he has. Honestly, he's not sharp for the past <laughs> hour or two. Now, every day is a school day, they say, and uh, a lot of learning done over the weekend. I did go to the National Railway Museum on Saturday. Can I just say my favourite bit of your social media over the weekend? Because I was keeping an eye on it, thinking, what's yeah. Richie up to? Yeah. When's the train content coming? Yeah. Uh, and uh, my favourite bit is that you put that the on the website they say it normally takes an hour and a half to go around the train museum. <laughs> I did it in three. It's my favourite bit. I went on my own. It was great. I could I could stop and see every artifact and read every notice at my leisure and not have like rolling eyes or children going. Can we keep going? No, it's no, a good no, point. Go around at my pace. Thanks very much. You can't read any of it, can no. you? A lot of the times when you go to these places. Here's Here's the thing that I took away, all right? I was surprised at this. Saw a locomotive steam engine called the Evening Star, and it was the last steam train ever built in the UK. Okay. 1960. I was stunned. Didn't you think it would be sort of like earlier than that? Six years before England won the Football World Cup, still building steam trains. So when, when when did steam trains kind of stop? Like, a few years later. So, what, they spent all that money on a really snazzy steam train? <laughs> yeah, about three years later, they're going, done with these, do diesel or electric instead. It's like a really expensive Betamax. Yeah. You've just come in on the end <laughs> exactly. of that. Oh, no, they have be gone in a couple of years, mate. See, you were ready to be cynical, but nah. that's actually relatively interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm roped in already. Get myself back there up there. There you go. Well, it's well, yeah, I'll go next weekend if you want. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Buy a two-together rail card. Top and tail in a holiday <laughs> inn. <laughs> I'm up for it. I've got a weekend learning for you. Uh, it's lower brow than the train thing. Okay. Uh, my, my weekend learning is this. If you don't take the batteries out of an old smoke detector and then put it out in the bins, it'll eventually start making a weird noise and you won't know what it is <laughs> for three or four days. <laughs> so we just chuck, we have the kitchen done at the moment, chuck this old, dusty old pair of smoke detectors out and honestly for like 
two or three days, when I've been out the back putting like nappies out and all that kind of stuff or, or sorting the garden out, I've heard this kind of tick, 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 tick. I was like, what on earth is that? I know we've got problems with foxes, <laughs> but what's going on? And then it starts to make this really weird noise. I felt like an alien was trying to make contact with us. Had to go through the bins on my hands and knees this morning. Forgot to take the old uh, square, what are them square batteries yeah, called? Yeah, the square ones, yeah, yeah. Whatever they're called, still attached. That's reassuring that it's still trying to do its job despite the fact that you've taken it down and put new ones up and the old ones are in the bin. I know, it's, it's been in there for ages. So, uh, but that is a learning. I will never do that again. Climbing Snowden isn't as easy as people say. My legs are in bits, uh, says this particular message. Hopefully, we were right, mate. more respect for us uh, for climbing up a few months back. Did that, we could have gone up again. <laughs> uh, my 10-year-old informed me birds don't make fossils because their birds, uh, their bones are too light. I had to 100% uh, Google it to check he's right, and he is. I swear I've seen dinosaur birds. I swear I've seen, like, a wink. Of like a dinosaur bird. Yeah, but that's a dinosaur rather than a bird, isn't it? And if it still looks like a bird, it's a, for all intents and purposes, it's a bird. Yeah, but I, I guess he's sort of saying like a blackbird ain't going to make a fossil. Rather, yeah, who than... wants a fossil of a blackbird? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> who in a thousand years wants to dig up a seagull and like wonder what it looked like? <laughs> that's a very good point. No one cares, mate. Just eat rubbish. <laughs> uh, Neil has tweeted us to say uh, over the weekend he learnt to whittle. He's taught himself how to whittle on YouTube. That's very impressive. How to turn a bit of wood. I like that. And to turn some heads by the looks of it <laughs> on his uh, profile picture. I tell you what, as well, uh, one other amazing, I hate to say this because we don't want to big him up too much, but our producer Adam told me something on Friday's show that still stuck with me. I always thought it was a woman in uh, singing along with Electric Six mm. in uh, Danger High Voltage, one of my favourite songs ever. And it turns out it's actually Jack White from The White Stripes. There you go. That's, that is one to say down the pub. That, at some point, that's going to come up in a pub quiz and I'm definitely going to win it. I'll tell you, another thing I learned this, uh, earlier on today was at a fundraiser for the Teenage Cancer Trust this morning, and Joel Corey, the DJ, turned up with a giant cheque. Oh. Do you know what we said on this show before? You don't see giant cheques anymore. No, you don't, know. Uh, Joel turned up. I don't think maybe this is how he carries his currency. <laughs> for £10,000. Good lad. And speaking of that amazing charity, we've added more acts for Absolute Radio Live with the Teenage Cancer Trust at the iconic uh, London Palladium. Sunday the 26th of November, joining us for the very first time is comedy legend Jack D, forever part of the Absolute Radio family, our very own Rob Beckett. It will also be gracing the stage. And if that's not enough, Taskmaster champion and a rising comedy star Sophie Duke will be joining the lineup with Frank Skinner returning for hosting duties as well. We've got more acts to announce soon, so get your tickets before they sell out at absolutelyradio.co.uk slash tickets. And all profits from the tickets go to the brilliant Teenage Cancer Trust. Linda from Cambridge has been on, says John and I, as if we know Johnny's, uh, were at Sutton Hoo at the weekend, and I relearnt that the Anglo-Saxons were here before the Vikings. I've left school 43 years, maybe I knew that, maybe I didn't. <laughs> so I bubbled up a bit of knowledge from trust school. Trust yourself, Linda, trust yeah. yourself. Uh, Mick, what's your weekend learning? Um, we went to Lullingston Castle in Kent, and they've got a world garden. We went round and they've got tropical plants. And in there, it said it's got one of the world's most dangerous plants. And you look at plants, you think of them being some plants have chemicals like ricin in them that can kill you and everything else. This yeah. plant is called the Queensland Stinger. Sounds like a wrestler. <laughs> it grows in Queensland. If you touch it, it can give you a sensation. I've just Googled it. Please Google it. It can give you a sensation that is like being electrocuted and burnt at the same time. Ouch. It can last, the pain can last for up to nine months. Wow, no thanks. No, exactly. Um, it's got hairs on it, and as you walk past, the hairs break. So people, conservationists that work near it, have to wear full body suits and respirators. And it's wow. literally animals, horses have thrown themselves off a cliff 
rather than bear the pain. There's a cheery old uh, message for us on a Monday afternoon there, mate. <laughs> no, it's an important message. So what was my learning? Don't touch one. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think that's more valuable than anything I've ever learned. That sounds dangerous and everything, but we all know if you get a dock leaf, it gets rid of anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it works with this one. Please, please, just for your own curiosity, Google Queensland Stinger. Cheers. Mick, you are our hometime Terry Nutkins. <laughs> <laughs> I learnt over the weekend my seven-month-old son, Albie, has learned how to say dad. That's nice. That's lovely, isn't it? That is that's a nice way to cap things it off. It is indeed. I saw some rubbish driving today when I was uh, cycling along on my bike. And basically, you know one of those things where you get like a big queue of cars down by the Thames in London? Don't know why people drive through there, because it always is a queue. It's a nightmare. Uh, but the traffic moved up a bit, and then there was this one bloke who wasn't concentrating. I think he was looking at his phone. But there was like 250 feet in front of him, and everyone else was behind him. I know he's not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, he's not going to get anywhere that by moving forwards, but psychologically it's annoying for everybody else. When you're it? in a queue, you want to keep moving. You just want to keep moving a little bit. And I was thinking to myself, I know there's like a highway code and that, but the highway code doesn't really cover stuff like politeness, common sense, does it? Do you know what I mean? And I thought to myself, as I cycle on, I thought, I know, why don't we create the Ten Commandments of Driving? In a kind of biblical sense, you know, Moses up the mountain and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and these aren't rules that would be covered in the highway code. These are commandments in terms of how you behave as a driver. So do us a favour, this hour of the show, start your sentence with thou shalt or thou shan't or whatever, and then create a driving commandment. So, for example, what that scenario from earlier on, uh, thou shalt move up if a queue moves forward. <laughs> yes. Andy has tweeted us to say, thou shalt not put eyelashes on your headlights. Oh, very much so. I 100% endorse that. Why do people do that? What is with that? You got a commandment you want to chuck yeah, in? Yeah, i got one, i got one, OK. Um, thou... I'm trying to work out whether it's a negative or a positive. Here we go. Thou shalt park either side of a fuel pump rather than wait for the side that your hole is on. That's, a, that's an interesting description. <laughs> you, you really know your cars. <laughs> I do, yeah. The side your hole is Tank, on. Tank, that's it, not hole. So you, you hate people just... Because you, you, you're saying basically you can pull Houses the... Houses stretch hose, these do, days. You do. don't have to just be on your side. And we're all sat waiting to get into petrol stations just because everyone wants to be on their side. Well, well, you could have an extra bit on there saying thou shalt not do the big shop when paying for petrol. Yes, that's it. That's, that's a wind-up as well, and, isn't it? And shorter than what I came up with. Uh, thou shalt not park so far onto the pavement that people pushing kids in buggies. Uh, Tom Can't says, thou past. shalt yes. straighten thy wheels and leave thy wipers off the screen when parking. Yes. Why does that wind people up so much? Winds me up so much. <laughs> Uh, and then someone else doesn't even name says, Thou shalt not get to a roundabout and stop when there is nothing coming. Uh, Joe in Market Harbour says, Thou shalt not speed up when I am overtaking you, especially because you've been doing 65 for the last two miles. <laughs> uh, thou shalt not open your car back door roadside and spend 10 minutes on the back seat arranging things whilst traffic you created waits for you to finish. It's winding me up even thinking about it. All of these, of course, are going to be chiselled into stone. Someone says, thou shalt not force your way from a slip road onto a main carriageway and get arsy when I don't move over. Uh, let's go to the phones. Del Boy's on the line. Del Boy, oh, what's oh, your oh, commandment? Goodness gracious me. My commandment is, thou shalt not drive... Oh, God, better start again. <laughs> thou shalt only... <laughs> thou shalt only drive a white, grey or black car. You never see multicoloured cars or, you know, blue cars or green cars or pink cars these days. Yeah, what, what happened to that? Because I'm sure there used to be more colourful cars around, but now literally everyone has the same kind of, like, dull colours, don't they? Everyone, 
it's the same three colours. It's what's happened when I was a kid. There were green cars, there were red cars, there were blue cars, and now you never see them. It's quick studio survey. Uh, colour of car? Grey. <laughs> yeah, yep. gunmetal grey. You got you got grey as well. Because yeah. you remember, like in the car, for um, you know those journeys back in the olden days before iPads and everything, you used to count the different colours or guess yeah. what colour the car was going to be next, and you had a, you know myriad yeah. of different colours out there. But now it is just grey, white, and black, isn't it? It is exactly exactly that. There's no brown cars. There's no purple cars. <laughs> what is going on? It's a good point. Just this is a little side thing for tonight's conversation. If you do have a fancy yeah. coloured car, which is outside of the norm, we want to hear about that as well. It's eight twelve fifteen. Let's 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 do a survey here. Or, or if you've got a Mister Blobby coloured car, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a live wire. He He's a live wire. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, Yvette says she's got a sunburst orange car. Uh, Dion's got a bronze car. Nicola in Edinburgh have got a bright blue Jeep. Her mam in Gateshead drives a salmon pink Fiat 500. <laughs> Seems that colourful cars are alive and well. They're out there. Uh, live music Thursday this week uh, continues another classic performance to celebrate 15 years of real music on Absolute Radio. Coldplay at the London Palladium back in 2016. Uh, <laughs> Do I remember that year well? Oh, uh, you can listen this Thursday at 8pm with Danielle Perry. Uh, Sarah in Wiltshire says, Thou shalt not treat thine indicators as an optional extra. Uh, they shalt know the width of one's car when on a narrow road. Yes. And I'll chuck another one in as well, right? If thou art let in, thou dost not have the right to let others in like you are Mother Teresa. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You can't get... I always do. I let someone in, and then that person's, like, flashing their hands to everyone. Yep. After you, after you, and then after you. Uh, Sharon, your commandment is? My driving commandment is, thou shalt not pick your nose whilst driving. Everybody sh- can see you. <laughs> people can see you. Uh, I, I, I didn't even consider this. So, you, have you seen this regularly? People having a cheeky pick of the nose whilst they're driving. On a daily basis. <laughs> the other thing that I would urge caution of as well is I, I don't think it's medically safe because if you go over like a little pothole and you're having a good old grolly, yeah. you, you, that's like nosebleed territory. Do yourself an injury. If you have to do an emergency stop, you're going to end up with your brain on the end of your finger, aren't you? That's oh, just what? such a, a thing that mums would say to kids <laughs> to scare them. <laughs> just, just out of interest, in terms of your experience of witnessing this on the roads of the United Kingdom, is it is what's the split between men and women doing this? I'd say it's very heavily weighted in the favour of men. I right. thought that was going to be the answer, <laughs> and I don't know why he asked that, because it does not reflect well on us. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Final driving commandment of the day goes to Stephen Fleet, who says, Thou shalt not throw cigarettes out of thine windows when a motorcyclist is behind you Muppets. Keep it biblical, please. Keep it biblical. Uh, 15 years of Absolute Radio and how are we celebrating it here on the show this Thursday? Well, we're going 10-pin bowling and we're having a party here beforehand, but we need some names for our bowling sides. Um, There's going to be two lanes, uh, Bush's Lane and my lane, but we need team names for those uh, two teams. Uh, Please get in touch. You can text us 81215. Richie's Tea Biscuits has been been suggested by Grant. Okay, I can see what is playing on Rich T. I can see what he's done. It's nothing to do with bowling whatsoever. That's not an intimidating team name. Not really, no. Is it? No, it's not. So i put the fear of God into my lot before you turn up. Dull biscuit as well. Uh, 8 12 15 for your text. We've got Neil on the line right now. Neil, suggestions for team names, please. Uh, Bushy's Board Game Bandits. Yes. This is Richie's Locomotives. Oh, oh, I like that. The locomotives are in town. 
That's good. Um, any kind of outfit ideas? I mean, the locomotives, I imagine, with kind of train insignia on the front. Train there, and obviously for the board game guys, you've got to hear, like, Harry Potter-style specs and that type of stuff. Oh, I don't have a pop, Neil. <laughs> you did ask him! Dice would have been fine. You have to get into the specs, do you, Neil? All right? You can't hear Richie taking all the flack from dressers that are, like, the fat controller. Oh, oh well, this is <laughs> spiral, doesn't it? <laughs> we invited this guy on, let's get him off. <laughs> Thanks, Neil, you're banned. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Here's another one from Dave. The Britney Spares is very good. Don't understand. You don't know what a spare is. What is that? Can you go spare because you, you can't get it down the end of the lane? Ten properly? pins. Ten pins. Ten pin bowling, all right? Right. You get down eight. Then with your second throw, you get down the other two. That's a spare. But that you've cleaned them all out. So there's none yeah, spare. Yeah, but in two, in two balls. Well, I think that's inaccurate because there's none spare. If anything, I'm going to be someone that's going to be a real whistleblower in the bowling community. There's going to be some big changes, boyo, when I'm there on Thursday night. <laughs> Someone says, a ball in the hand is worth two in the bush. I think my surname isn't really helping here. <laughs> it's leading people down a slightly <laughs> mucky alleyway. Bush's Bowling Bandits uh, from Jeff in Bristol. He's going with Richie's Rolling Rockets. I quite like that. That's good. Yeah. That's probably one of the better ones we've had so far. Uh, the Pin Pals uh, is nice from Joe, but you can't really have both of us like that because it's got to be teams. Yeah, you yeah, can't have both teams called Pin Pals. No, no. It it's not work. some kind of like North Korea and South Korea coming together to bowl <laughs> for world peace. That's not what this is. It's, it's war. <laughs> well, what a great way to settle the... <laughs> Ongoing dispute they've got. <laughs> You've got an alley in the demilitarised Me, yeah, zone. Demilitarised zone, best of five. Uh, Katie Allen has gone with Firth's Fumblers. <laughs> no, I don't like that. Not entirely sure he's happy with that one. The Britney Spares, where's that come from? That's good. Where's the, what, who's that for? You just don't know your burning terminology, do you? I haven't it's got a clue. Spares is like when you get like the, all of the pins down but in two goes. Well, I'm not going to need to worry about that, am I? Because <laughs> I'm terrible at it. And Toffees versus Gunners. I think we've had enough of that. Thank you, Rob Dutton. <laughs> um, we're we're going to choose this, right? We're going to think. I think so. There's been so many served up uh, by the listeners this evening uh, but I think it, w- it would be right for each of us to choose our own team names you, you've rallied very well since listener Neil called you the fat controller earlier on <laughs> yes. when we were talking about trains but I am going to go with Richie's Locos I, 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 I like that yes wow that what an amazing uh, <laughs> yeah, I turnaround bet, I bet he didn't think that did he <laughs> I'll go, I don't know who said this earlier on Bush's Bandits Bush's Bandits and, and almost a nod to the fact uh, that you are going there as a bandit and we all know you're a good bowler I am the rank outsider do join me. There you go. There's the show. There's the podcast. Cheers for listening. And going back to what we were saying at the start, if you've ever had to be schooled at anything by your own children, oh, Richie, they're schooled on how to uh, change a tyre by his uh, 18-year-old lad. We want to hear from you. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Tell us. The Daily Takeaway. Push and Richie's Daily Takeaway.